This is Friday Night Strikes, where I'll talk to high school football officials around the USA about this advocation we all love. Let's kick it off. Hi everyone, Don Vandemark here. I'm ready to get going on another episode today. I've been out doing some state playoffs. Um, First week, uh, was able to uh, be fortunate enough to be the line judge for a state playoff game. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, the last last week and then later this week, I've been asked to be the clock official for one of the other crews as we move further into the playoffs. So had good time doing that last week. Um, got to learn from a, a lot of more senior uh, officials and and understand what their thought process is. The the but the Van ride we took to our latest game, we were going over plays and positioning and all that sort of thing. So um, really, really useful information and helps you to think again about all these different things that are going on. So um, been having a lot of fun with that. I figured today um, would talk a bit about the journey from being a, an official that's just starting and, and that journey and how what different things can be done to help move through that journey. Um, I will say the, it, I came into officiating with, with a good amount of knowledge. I felt I knew the rules pretty well. And for the most part I did, obviously there are, there are the little things that you don't pick up on. Um, the keys was one of the most important things that I, I was not even aware of as, as just a fan. Um, but um, wanted to go through a list of things that I've found along the way that, that have helped. Um, and I've actually found a lot of resources just this year. In, in, and it's, it's broadened my knowledge and it's, it's helped me dive deep into the understanding on, on rules and application and things like that. The, uh, the first thing I'll, I'll recommend is just to get on the field and do any level of football. Um, that first year that, that I was in officiating, I, I picked up everything I could. And by doing that, I was able to figure out what helped me on the field and what didn't help. So I'll go into a couple things. Um, I'll go into first the thing that did not help. So initially I picked up some recreational flag football games, some adult flag football games, um, where you're mainly judging on contact and then depending on the recreational league, the special funny little rules each rec league has um, with regards to how they, how they deal with it. Um, while I found that doing that helped with um, understanding pass interference and maybe a little bit of game management, I also found over time that those adult recreational leagues don't end up helping a ton because in the end you're arguing, you end up arguing with all the players a lot. Um, you don't get that in high school football, high school football. Um, the, the players are trained to, to keep to themselves for the most part and, and to go complain to their teammates or go complain to their coaches, but not complain to the officials. Um, I found that recreational flag football, just about everybody's complaining about just about every call. Um, and it, it's just not productive. It does not lead to a, you having a good 
uh, posture on the field because you 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 take that and you try and translate that to the high school game and you find yourself too aggressive and too antagonistic um, towards the players and that's that's certainly just not what they're just two different things. So while it does help a little with maybe some pass interference, I just don't think the recreational flag football games are are all that helpful. Um, one thing I did find very helpful was picking up some Pop Warner games. So I would, I would highly recommend that, especially in the early years, and you can decide as you go later on in your officiating career how much you do. Um, doing those Pop Warner games just helped for the repetition. It helped for you getting to see that hold for the 30th time and deciding whether that hold was the right hold to throw a flag on or whether it was just a, a blocker driving through his, his uh, defender. Um, so I, that those, those, the, the number of snaps you get just by doing youth football, um, is a big help in seeing these things multiple times, because for the most part, when it comes to officiating, a lot of it is, have you seen it before? What is your level of, will I allow that or will I not? And, and some, especially when it comes to a hold, when it comes to a pass interference, what is pass interference? When are you going to call it? When are you not going to call it? Um, that first year, I worked a number of Saturdays doing Pop Warner, um, at least two or three games and sometimes as many as six a day. Um, I also worked the, the sub-varsity levels in the high school. So I worked the freshman JV games as well. So that first year, I had a ton of snaps to be able to see everything, um, see the little flinches that, that you need to call a false start for, see the little um, linemen adjusting, but not really flinching, not really false starting to where you're going to hold off on a flag there. Um, see the way the blocking happens. It, it took me a number of times seeing a block below the waist to understand that that's actually a block below the waist and that needs to be a foul. Um, it, it, it actually took a game where a coach was like, they're blocking below the waist, they're blocking below the waist. And I watched the next 20 plays. I didn't see it. And after he came up to me one more time and after the, the referee had actually thrown a block below the waist, it took the referee throwing a block below the waist for me to see what he was throwing it on. And all of a sudden it all clicked. For some reason I had blocking below the knees in my head. So anything at the thigh level, I wasn't calling. Um, and it's right there in the name, block below the waist. So it should be obvious, but it's, it, sometimes it just takes seeing it a number of times, seeing it called correctly before you're going to be able to make that judgment. Um, and, and youth football is where you can pick up on that a lot. Um, one other level of officiating that, that I think has helped uh, over time is here in Florida, we have flag football for girls in the spring. Um, and again, that's flag football, so it's not tackle, but your mechanics are, for the most part, very much the same. Um, yes, you're not walking, watching for the blocking as much, but you are keying on receivers, sit, watching, watching plays develop. You tend to look for different things, but again, it's repetition of seeing how players flow on a field. Um, the diff there's not a lot of difference in, in, in how those players flow. 
Um, especially the first year I did flag football, I ended up being the, the referee and, and got a chance to figure out what the referees were looking at when they were watching for um, roughing the pass or that sort of thing. It's not the same in flag football, but it's close because if uh, if a player is if a passer is even contacted in flag football after the the pass is thrown, that's that's roughing the passer. So it, it helped to train my eyes to stay with the passer and not follow the pass down the field, and and that that's a that's a help as well. Um, it's also a great way to stay in shape in the uh, in the spring when you're not getting a lot of football reps. Um, so that's the levels of officiating that I think help uh, a lot that have helped me along the way. Uh, one other thing we do here in our association is we're fortunate enough that right now the state playoffs, the state championship games are in our area. So that last round of, of championship of playoff games we get here in Orlando and our association acts as the chain crews and the, uh, the ball boys for, for those games. Um, and we get to go out and volunteer at those games and, and work as many as we want pretty much um, for as, as many of us that can free up the time. And again, I found that that, helps me see, I, I get to be right there on the field. I get to be part of the chain crew. So I get to see exactly what an official is looking at. Um, I've picked up how a uh, line judge and, and headlinesmen are putting the receivers on or off uh, the line of scrimmage. I, I picked up a few tips on how how I wanted to do that going forward just by watching some of the more experienced officials that are here working championship games and how do they do it. Um, I've seen things I don't want to do, to be to be quite honest. I've seen uh, positive things that, that I've seen officials do. I've seen officials do things that may work for them, but I did not think it worked for me. So I was able to say, yeah, I'm not going to do take that forward and use that in my officiating. So I would say wherever you have a chance, if you have a chance to volunteer for something like that, um, take advantage of it. Um, it, it, it's, it's a big help, um, by taking advantage of that. I've been, I've been fortunate enough to work some of the, uh, some of the college games we've had here in Orlando as well. Um, pole games or, or early season games that, that neutral site games that teams will come play here in Orlando. And I've worked chain crew for those as well. Um, and again, there it's even another level higher. You get to see how college officials, uh, handle the practice of, of officiating. Um, and that, that helps a lot. And, and you start to see how somebody very experienced and obviously well thought of, um, handles their business going forward. So, um, that, that's, a, a another thing I would, I would say is a good thing to go out and do if you can. Um, if you can't, uh, may if you're not working one night um, for a varsity game, maybe go see if you can shadow um, a crew that's going out there and, and watch along with them or work the chain crew for, for that as well. Again, it's getting on the field and getting as many reps as you can. Even if it's as a as chain crew, you may not be throwing the flag, but I guarantee you're watching every play going, see, I would have called that a hold or 
Why did he call that a hold? I saw this. Okay, now I think I understand what he was seeing, so therefore maybe I'll take that forward. Or how is he how is he moving guys back from the neutral zone before the snap? That sort of thing. So you start to see how lots of different people are doing it, and you pick up tips, positive and negative. Um, so that's that that's pretty much all encompassing on um, getting on the field and. Uh, finding ways to increase the number of times you see things happening to where you can start to form in your head what it's going to look like every time you see it. Um, And then you'll know when it's something you haven't seen before, you'll be like, okay, now I got to think about how I'm going to handle that going forward. You may get, if if you get a ton of snaps, you may get that one thing that happened in one of those games that you're rarely going to see. But then all of a sudden it's right there in front of you. Now you know how to handle it going forward. I, I, one example, and this is probably a bad example. So anyone I can think of off the top of my head, I had one game where ball came out and it literally bounced just inbounds along the sideline. So all of a sudden I had in my head, who's touching this ball as they're trying to recover it. Are they inbounds? Are they out of bounds as they're trying to recover it? Um, Did that guy touch it? He's standing out of bounds. No, he missed it. So therefore we're still live. Okay. He just covered it. Did he cover it inbounds? Because if he didn't cover it inbounds, it goes the other way because he's on the defense. Um, So it was the weirdest bounce that you're only going to see once every few years, but it's one of those things that once you see it, you know, you know what you're looking for and you, you run through all the scenarios in your head of what you should have looked for. Cause I guarantee after that game, I was going in my head, how could I handle that differently? Was I in the right position? Should I have done anything differently? Um, so that's a, that's a good summation of all the things you can do to get yourself in position to help. Um, help get snaps, help see other people do, do the work we do as officials. Now I'm going to move over to a different um, note. And that is that that was about getting snaps. There are a number of places online on, on the internet that you can go and see either get tutorial videos on um head officials breaking down tape and and how they want to see certain situations handled. Um, Or you can see uh, officials discussing rules and rules interpretations based on plays, that sort of thing. So let's run down these. I will put as links to as many of these as I can um, in the show notes. Um, If you go to the website or I'll even put it up in the uh, on the Facebook page as well. So the first one I'm going to to give a call out for is is the one that actually got me started doing this podcast, and that is Rule 11 Officials, Um, and they can be found at rule11officials.com, so rule11officials.com. And what that is, is that's a podcast about college officiating. Um, It's two lower division officials who have interviewed a number of officials from both the lower divisions and and even um, division one, talking about rules, talking about preparation and all that. So that's the the only the only thing I'll I'll warn you about about listening to that uh, podcast is it is about college rules. So it 
it's very important that you be firm enough in your rules knowledge to go, that does not sound like the way we handle that in high school. So be, be willing to, as you're listening to it or after you listen to it, open up the NFHS rule book and make sure that it's applied the same way in high school as it is in college. There were a number of times when they would talk about a certain situation. I'd stop the podcast, pop open the NFHS rule book and make sure that what they were saying was this handled the same way in high school as it was in college. And in some cases it wasn't. So, but that added to my knowledge. It was one more of those things of, okay, I hadn't thought through that particular case scenario before. Now I've looked it up in the rule book. Now I I feel fairly comfortable with my knowledge if I were to see that on the field. So again, um, wanted to give a real shout out there to, um, to rule 11 officials, um, for, for the great work they do. They're on a bit of a hiatus right now, um, but I expect that they'll be coming back out here. Um, now that the season's wrapping up, they should be starting to load up more uh, more episodes. But they've got 31 episodes out there right now. If you haven't listened to them, they're, they're worth a listen. Um, go get caught up now. The, uh, the, second, the second group I will bring up is uh, a Facebook group Um, So if you're on Facebook, there is a group called NFHS Football Officials. Um, If you'll do a search for that, you'll you'll find the group. It's a private group, so you have to apply to to be part of it. But I I believe the application process was just asking to join the group. Um, And there may have been a question about what association you're with or something like that, just so they can weed out maybe those who aren't officials. Um, But... Regardless, that's that's um, it is a private group, so you will have to join it. Um, but in here is just a bunch of officials talking about the rules and talking about the situations and talking about dealing with other officials and and all sorts of things that are that help you feel more part of a, a, a bigger community. Um, as it is with with officials who, who we all feel, we know the rules, we all feel we're, we're usually fairly strong in our opinions. There are discussions that somebody will say it's, it, it should be this and somebody else and say, there's no way it should be that it should be this. And eventually the, you'll, you'll have to glean from the discussion and you'll have to go back to the rule book and check yourself and gather your own thoughts on what you think it is, whether you participate in the discussion or not it's always good to just dig into each situation that each one brings up. Make sure you have a good understanding of the underlying rule um, and, and go from there. I think it's great. Um, there have been numerous situations in here that um, helped me to refresh my, my thinking on a rule. There was one that I had completely wrong. Um, so I'm glad that they brought it up because once they brought it up, I cracked open the rule book. I'm like, oh, well, you look at that. And, and the discussion was kind of going sideways on it. So I, I just responded back in there. Here's the rule. And, and here's how I think it was applied. And that helped to drive the discussion back to what is the rule. Um, now, we may have had some discussion about whether that was a good rule or not, but it, it certainly was discussion about here's the rule. So... Um, Great discussion there. There's also a second group um, called just football officials. 
Um, it's also a private group. It brings in college officials as well. It's worth being a part of. It's I don't find it as active as the NFHS group, and it certainly um, can bring in college interpretations, which you may confuse you. Um, but that, that's another. These are other great online resources. I'll read through it a few times a week, um, just to see what new discussions are going on. Um, there is a the Minnesota State High School um, League. I think it is MSHSL. Um, they put out eight training tapes uh, over the season this year. Um, for football and they were, they're all about 15 to 20 minutes long and they just went over different situations that happened in the high school game. I'm sorry, the championship games or lot in the previous season, or maybe they, some other situations. Um, and it was just a lot of, we're going to focus today on positioning. We're going to focus today on past affairs, that sort of thing. So, um, Eight great videos. If you've got time, it's worth checking them out. Um, I hope they continue to do it going forward. They, they've been a great resource for, again, just seeing and hearing what an evaluator is looking for um, when they're when they're looking at, at um, how officials handle their business. One final one I will uh, I'll bring up, but unfortunately they've they've ended their their poll their their plays of the week for the season. Hopefully they'll, uh, they'll, they'll kick some more out there soon. Um, there's a website called mibtonline.com that runs a Twitter account and it's at officially speak. And again, these links will be in the show notes. So be sure to grab those. Um, and what they, what they did during the season is they would have a play of the week that they'd show on video um, and they have a Twitter poll. Is this, uh, the one I'm looking at is, is this a horse collar tackle? Is this a touchdown? Is this a touchback? Is it nothing? Um, what I, I believe the scenario here was we had a tackle at the goal line, um, might've been horse collar ball comes loose. So based on the video they present you with, was it a horse collar tackle? outside of the end zone. So therefore they're short. It's not a touchdown. Did the ball carry across the line of scrimmage? Therefore it's a touchdown. Did the ball go out of bounds while it was in the end zone and the tackle was legal? Therefore it's a touchback. So a lot of little things going on in that one play. Um, and they had a bunch of these during the season and then they will have, um, they'll have every week a portion of the, their, their video, um, that will go over the previous week's play and what everybody voted. And they've got some, some uh, other officials that come in via video to discuss what they thought. Um, so it's, it's a good, again, it's a good resource to hear what other officials are hearing and thinking. It allows you to vote on what you think it is. Um, there have been some that I'm like, you know what, based on the video, I think it's this. If I were standing in the position the official standing there was, and I would probably call it the other way. So um, you got to take that with a grain of salt, but it's, it's again, worth seeing situations that you may have not seen before. So I think it's great. Um, and that is the vast majority of the, um, of the resources that I've found over the years and, and all the things that have helped me improve. Um, 
the the last thing I'll I'll say and it kind of ties back into to um, doing the chain crews that sort of thing is find ways to volunteer within your association. Your association may have ways for you to volunteer, and that may get you some football exposure, but it's also going to get you exposure to the other officials in your association. And um, as much as some people would prefer not to, to play a political game with, within the officiating world, at the end of the day, sometimes it's who you know. Um, and, and just being volunteering shows that you have the drive to, to help the cause um, and that may give you additional opportunities to do some of these other things that you otherwise would not have had, um, which would, would expand your, your ability to officiate. So um, that's the last thing I'll, I'll recommend is, is volunteer within your association, even if it's just within the association itself and, and helping to organize it. Because again, that's going to get you ties to everyone within that organization, which, which it, it can only help. So um, that's all I've got for today. Um, still trying to line up guests for uh, the off season. Going to try and get on a regular schedule again now that the season's winding to an end. Um, and that's all I have for today. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.